0: To
1: see wakanda, kind of. <laughs> wakanda, it's no roots.
2: It's no, oh gosh, Black Panther. wakanda, wakanda it's no wakanda. roots. <laughs> hello, hello, and uh, welcome to Too Much Free Time podcast that always gets a laugh out of Peter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Mark Burris, your host. With me, as always, is Peter Blankenship and John Girdler. Oh, wait,
3: there, there's someone else at the table.
2: <laughs> as I was going to say, <laughs> we have special guest Keaton Rye with us. Introduce yourself. <laughs>
0: Um keaton rye great <laughs> great to be here i'm um, looking forward to reviewing uh the movie today
2: right and uh you know it's kind of a tradition on our podcast even though we've only had two guests or one guest one twice. guest twice <laughs> he was that good we got him again i know uh the we're, fans letting, wanted more. <laughs> we're letting uh <laughs> guests able. pick the movie uh no matter the theme because yeah. they always pick the movie and uh what movie have you selected for us this week
0: well, we selected definitely maybe. It's not a we. I <laughs> it's you. You definitely maybe selected definitely maybe. Maybe. I thought it was time these guys got a little bit of a culture. I haven't seen any <laughs> rom-coms. Um.
2: This is our first rom-com. With good reason. Well, I would argue, you know, the happening was a little bit of a rom-com. I laughed. There was romance. It counts. <laughs> you
3: could call grown-ups a rom-com. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Some bro love or
4: something Some sort of
3: love. Maybe Halloween with Danny Trejo And, 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 and Mikey, there was and Mikey there. Yeah. He loved him
4: <laughs> <laughs> And wasn't
2: it funny When he was drowned Because <laughs> he was so good to him. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely maybe Starring Ryan Reynolds um, Rachel <laughs> Wise Oh shoot what Elizabeth Banks I almost called her Emily Blunt Isla Fisher Isla Fisher who's married to Sasha Baron Cohen. And I cannot explain that. He's funny. He is funny, but he also is, just seems like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but he's funny. <laughs> but he's not in this movie. Uh, this is this movie really could be retitled as How I Met Your Mother, the movie. Uh, it was before the show, I'm pretty sure. 2008. Uh, when did the show start? Because this was 2008.
3: 2005 or so.
2: Oh, so this was... Ooh, yeah, I
3: think they were riding their coattails of the of that success idea. that the show had, yeah. Yeah, the love mystery.
2: But I would argue not to go too much into how I met your mother. We don't have to talk about that. But I would argue this is a better way to do a how I met your mother story than ultimately what the show ended up being. Is it shorter? Well, not just that, but it's <laughs> it's more concise. Even though they do break the rules of telling a story to your child that I think are just you can't do of. They ex- over explain every detail to make the parent
3: look kind of bad to the
2: kid, which I feel like you can't do.
0: Yeah, this is somewhat relevant to this, but me and John actually looked up some alternate How I Met Your Mother titles, and one of them was How Your Aunt Robin Banged Every Guy That I Met Until She Finally Settled for My Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved that. <laughs>
2: So it was was it too long? They couldn't fit it in the opening. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was, it was probably too long. Another good one was um how Barney showed change over three seasons only to fall back um the last episode.
2: Oh, into his original Oh yeah. Oh man. But with this movie though, <laughs> it's it's Ryan Reynolds explaining Stop
4: moving the chair, Peter. <laughs> it's just a little squeaky. The
2: uh it's Ryan Reynolds explaining to Abigail Breslin, who's his daughter. Kind of like a mystery scenario of the major women he dated in his life, and then she kind of has to decide who her mother is. Dated and slept with. Date, yeah, exactly. that's what I'm getting to. And dated
3: and slept. She with. demands it out of him. He doesn't just. I mean, she did just learn story. about what sexual lie. intercourse was.
2: Yeah, we'll get into the story, but it's just one of those things of like when I had the conversation with my parents about how they met. My dad didn't say, like, oh, well, first I slept with Beth, and then I slept with this girl, and then I eventually met your mom. Like, that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's
3: not how you go about that. <laughs> what do you know about being a dad, Mark?
4: <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe if you were small and your parents were getting a divorce and you went, Dad, how'd you meet Mom? Maybe then he would tell you a story but like that.
2: I guess I just don't want to know that, those details either. Well, so.
4: And Abigail does. but Maya. <laughs> would you want to know? Peter? I think I'd have to know.
2: You'd, you would want to know, everybody, your, your father slept with? Rehearsed with. Rehearsed with? Yeah. Oh, gosh. John, would you want to know? No. Keaton? No. Yeah. That's what I thought, Peter. You're the weird one. The truth shall <laughs> uh, set you free. There's truth, and there's the truth, okay? No,
4: there's facts, and then there's the truth, and sometimes the truth is um, more true than the facts.
2: I'd have to write that out to understand <laughs> that, but <laughs> let's jump into the story, though. <laughs> Um, kind of like what you were saying earlier, though, Peter. We're first just introduced to Ryan Reynolds. He's working a marketing job that he hates, um, and is kind of narr. It's a weird thing because he's narrating for himself, but then that goes away instantly. Like he's never re-narrating his life. It's only up until he gets to Abigail Breslin, which is kind of weird. Am I wrong? Does he does it come back? I don't know. Like I don't even think at the end when spoiler alert he gets with uh april who's isla fisher or whatever like the narration never comes back so why did it start with narration because it leads to a really cool uh credit scene oh opening credit scenes where he's playing it looks like a zune did anyone <laughs> instead of an ipod it looks like he plays a zune which is pretty cool
3: <laughs> he was a cool kid zune guy this is like p crying reynolds too
2: uh, I wouldn't say this is peak Ryan Reynolds. No, peak Ryan this is, Reynolds is now. I, yeah, well, uh, I think this is the build-up to peak Ryan you
3: Reynolds.
4: You think so? Yeah, I think, Deadpool I think,
2: Ryan Reynolds, peak Ryan I'm Reynolds.
4: I'm thinking,
3: like, Proposal, like Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern. Okay, it was well, Van Green wilder. Was
2: not peak Ryan
4: Reynolds. No. I'm just saying,
3: like, when he was popular, not like that's his best movie, you know?
2: I, well, that's what I'm saying. I think he was building to the point he is now, where... Yeah, he did a
0: couple rom-coms that came out around that same time, like Just Friends um and a oh, few others yeah. and I, I think he kind of built his romantic comedy up genre up and then kind of accumulated with the proposal and i feel like now he's moved into more action roles
2: or just yeah just different basically where he can be funny but an action star i guess is the i mean he's mindset. still ryan reynolds yeah he's still ryan reynolds in all these movies uh he's not deep his
4: depth of acting <laughs> it's not there it's
2: it's very shallow
4: yeah but yeah so he sees what you get with ryan he
2: um part of his charm he goes to pick up abigail breslin from school and this is actually a genuinely funny scene because he shows up and it's like chaos like it's almost the equivalency of like something terrible at this school has happened like a fire or something or like a teacher died but it's they taught sex ed to the kids had like a sex ed class and the kids appear to be like 10 years old which i agree with what the parents are saying in this scene is a little too young but that's an amazing scene of just the panning around. It's the different kids talking about the sex stuff. Like the one kid's like spouting off the sperm facts of. <laughs> what, and
4: what did the the daughter accuse her? Oh
2: yeah yeah, it's the the mom's trying to calm one of the daughters down, and it's the daughter's just freaking out. It's like you have sex with mom or with dad, don't you? Don't you? You do, don't you? And she starts like crying. <laughs>
3: When did y'all have sex ed in your schools? Um I never did. Didn't. I was homeschooled.
2: We well at uh, BA LA, <laughs> in middle school when they like tried to have a sex education in our school, it was the equivalent of what they make fun of in uh in mean girls, except without the condoms part. You know how he does the whole like don't have sex. If you have sex, you'll get gonorrhea and you'll die. Now take so- some condoms. <laughs> like that's what it's the mean girls think. That was essentially what we got. But without the condoms thing. It was just like, don't have sex. You'll get a disease. You'll die. You'll burn in hell. All right. Go back to class. <laughs>
0: don't touch each other. Don't
2: touch each other.
0: <laughs> Ours was in sixth grade, and it was more focused on puberty, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I had but the puberty and then one sex too. ed was part of it. Oh. And we had a separate guys class and a separate girls class, and then we all came together to talk about how both parts interacted.
3: <laughs> <laughs> was there any role play involved? <laughs> Were they interact?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they, the boys just learned about their
4: penis Gets excited and erect The girls just found out that The
2: things happen. <laughs> shows shows the education You received <laughs> So we're gonna talk about that
3: Is this at home that you learned that?
4: <laughs> no my talk was like My dad it was, it was like a Saturday morning And sits me out on the back porch He's like so you know about the birds and the bees right? Yeah Okay <laughs>
2: Good talk, Dad. (laughs) Yeah,
4: I didn't even know what that meant, but I just assumed that I I didn't want to hear about it, so I said I did. You just played it safe and (laughs) agreed. Mine
3: came in fifth grade from Miss Francis, who you do not want to (laughs) hear this information coming from. I realize you guys don't know Miss Francis, but
2: oh, we go way back. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I had we had the puberty talk in uh, fifth grade, but it literally we just did not talk about sex. It was just about puberty things. But why are these things happening to my body? That's pretty much what the video asked. And by the end of the video, we found out it was puberty.
4: But they're happening so you can have the
2: sex. No, see, that was the next class, which then I found out if I had sex, I would get a disease (laughs) and die. So... So, it's your body playing a cruel trick
3: yeah. on you? Yeah, it's That's a the test. most you've ever paid attention during a class. Yeah, pretty much. It? Well, it's <laughs> <But the> my <laughs> life is
2: on the line,
4: apparently.
3: <laughs> but this movie is not about puberty.
2: Right. This movie is <laughs> not about sex. Ed. This is literally a five second part of this movie but that could, derailed into it. It's pretty important. But it's important because it does kick off the setup for this movie, which is Abigail Breslin's asking Ryan Reynolds all these questions about sex. And then it kind of leads into what the plot of the movie is: is she wants to know the story of how they you know, how her parents met. And it's, I guess, I skipped over it, but it's been told to us at this point that Ryan Reynolds and his wife, who we haven't been introduced to at all, are getting a divorce. So it's his weekend with Abigail Breslin. I imagine he picks her up on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays. Well, see, his that favorite con- days. That confused me though, because later in the movie they go to the zoo in the morning. So if that's a Tuesday or a Thursday, why isn't she she at
4: school again? Right, continuity or... Maybe, uh, you know, President's Day. Maybe. Maybe it's take your kids to the zoo day. (laughs) Or maybe it's, I don't give a fuck, I'm
0: taking my kid to the zoo. They might have just skipped over that because I've done, like, a few divorce-type cases, and that's a really weird schedule. Generally, it's Monday through Wednesday, and then Wednesday through Friday... Friday through Sunday, and then it's sw- like it's always oh, rotating it's alter- if they're a truly split custody. Oh, um, so that, that's odd that he would pick her up on Tuesday, Thursdays because that really just means he's are spending one day, which is a lot of time to be switching,
2: right? That's what my thought process was. Uh, I don't know, yeah, it's just a weird continuity error, but this is where the story within the story, I guess, is the way best way to explain it, it, it can be off. the story. Yeah, it really is the story. Um, but we're introduced to a young Ryan Reynolds who, who looks an awful lot like, like current Ryan. Day. <laughs> yeah, current <day> Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Everyone in this movie ages very well. Yeah.
4: <laughs> like I get lost at how much time is supposed to have passed by. Because they all look the same.
2: But at least it's not the issue that a lot of these movies have of where they go back to like freshman year of college or like senior year of high school and they're still thirty year old actors. Well, they are in college. No, but it's it's post college. Like he graduated. When he goes to like the young the story, Democrats well, thing is the young. No, they're going he, to New York to work for Clinton. He meets after Elizabeth graduating.
4: Banks or
2: that's her name, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Elizabeth Banks is what's her character called in this?
3: Her, I think Sarah. Is oh, her it's Emily. Name, is Emily. Emily yeah. So in this we, story, we
4: meet her in college because they're at a young Democrats party and then it does skip to them graduating. Well, yeah, I
2: guess. Yeah, they do meet and she don't college. look like she's in college. None. Neither. None of these people do. Abigail Abigail Breslin looks like she might be. No, I'm just <laughs> she's ten. Maybe. Be, maybe. But uh, yeah. So like you said, though, Peter. So he meets her at a Young Democrats party, and then it fast forwards to when they graduate, and he's going to New York to work for the Bill Clinton campaign. Wow. Which interesting jumping off point. Um, we learn like a little bit more about him of like he's really into politics, and he like wants to be president one day, which is interesting dream to have um especially when you're in college graduating
4: college and you're still kind of one of those like i'm gonna be a firefighter i'm gonna be a policeman i'm gonna be a president
2: and he's like i'm still i I still just want to be president well i I, one thing i think is interesting about this path though of him wanting to be president it kind of almost seems like this weird dropped little like side thing like it ends up not mattering
3: i guess it's his motivation for working in politics? like getting people coffee and like kind of putting up with all the crap he has to put up with one day i'll be
4: president
2: right but yeah, he just it's like a speechwriter. yeah well he works for the campaign and works his way up and then after that he ends up becoming part of the camp like making his own campaign consulting firm with his friend but wouldn't the step after you know you've done that for a little bit just you run for like city council or states in it to like work your way up
0: and no one said he actually had a good plan on how to do it (laughs) i mean which a lot has talked about his plan at least early on oh yeah he has the plan yeah he has his plan and i i agree that's kind of a poor plan if he wanted to be president he should have stayed in wisconsin because they they lead us to believe he's this really smart guy i think we found out later graduated top of his class and already had written speeches for the current senator so i think his best plan was to stay there and try to become a senator then instead of moving to new york then yeah. He could
3: have stayed with Elizabeth Banks and avoided this whole, whole mystery that yeah. unfolds.
2: Then we wouldn't have gotten this crazy story. But yeah, he he moves to New York to work for the Bo Clinton campaign, and it's the classic—you know—he's the new guy, and this is going to the age thing. This is another thing where it's like he's supposed to be this young intern guy, and the rest of the interns. Look, look like a solid fifteen years yeah, they younger than me. Actually, look
4: like interns.
2: Yeah, like I think he. I can't tell if this is a joke that they would have made in the movie, like written in the movie, or if this was Ryan Reynolds just like improv But at one point in his breakdown, he does. He's like stapling things, being like, you know, I wrote three speeches for Senator such and such. How's high school? <laughs> like looking at these kids. I'm like, is this a self-aware moment of how ridiculously old he was already he is? Deadpool at this point? Yeah, <laughs> maybe he's. Is
3: he old? Like his. Like, are they actually currently in college? The other interns, and maybe he's well, he would have been a college of late graduate. To the game.
2: So, well, but like he's at the very least what twenty two? Yeah. So
0: I don't know. At the earliest,
2: and I feel like you. I imagine you'd have to be older than eighteen to work on a campaign, right? Um, not necessarily. Um, but like at that level, not like
4: to get coffee and paper.
2: No, but I mean, like to work in the head office, deal like talking
4: to people on the phone and stuff, right? I don't know. Maybe they like those young high school supporters and be like, oh man, they love their potential leader. <laughs> they love their potential leader. Plus, it's volunteering, so. Oh, yeah, they don't get paid for that. That sounds awful.
3: Yeah, how is he affording to live in New York?
4: That's, That's the other half of the movie we don't watch. Yeah,
3: we don't see uh, him struggling to make ends meet.
2: Right, because this is one of those um, movies that are set in New York where for some reason, you know, it's the struggling person or whatever, but their apartment's, you know, massive like really nice and it has all these things in it as opposed to a like single bedroom mattress on the floor that you'd probably be looking at just New live in a hotel well i wonder oh. if the campaign puts them up in the hotel and that's how we can afford it that, that makes, makes sense which would make it more of an incentive to go work for a campaign
0: i think that's what they were leading you to believe because it was him and his best friend in that hotel and i, I you're right you would think the campaign would pay for them if they're you know flying them in or whatever although probably not a lot Right, it's just so
2: weird. It is. It's a very like interesting. Not all the details are point. given.
4: Doesn't make a lot of sense.
2: While well, working at this campaign, though, one of the people he becomes friends with is Coffee Girl, coffee who, girl. Copy Copy. No, he. Oh yeah, because he's Coffee Guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's Copy Girl. <laughs> Two C's. You know what? You guys just keep me honest. It's okay. <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> but that ends up being April, who uh, is a reoccurring character, is fisher and uh they start their kind of friendship. Yeah, that wasn't projected at all.
3: <laughs> Some <laughs> witty banter. Initially. Some witty banter back. As soon and forth. as
4: we met her, I was like she's the one.
3: Oh, sh- she's the yeah.
4: interesting. Yeah. Like lit like at that moment I was like this is it. Wait, did
2: you think she was the mother?
4: No, so that's the stupid dumb twist that they're <laughs> like gotcha.
2: No, but see, that's what I'm confused Ultimately, of how
4: you would have predicted. I thought that she was the one that we were going to end up with. So yeah, at that moment I thought it was mom. But once you realized later that it I'm always, just confused about your prediction. I knew that we were ending the movie
0: with her one way or One another. way or the other. Okay. I mean she is the best choice in my but we can get into that oh, later. yeah,
2: even though Rachel Wise when she eventually comes back, she's very attractive.
3: They all, all I had a big are. crush
2: on her in um the mummy, <laughs> the Brendan Fraser Mummy, not the whatever Tom Cruise just did. But uh we're jumping ahead a little bit with her. What about Enemy at the Gates? Oh yeah, she was really cute in *Enemy of the Gates*. That's a great movie. The uh, after meeting April, though, it's more of the campaign stuff. And then he is supposed to deliver it. It's a diary, right? Or is it like some sort of journal to our next person? We're supposed to. And he actually doesn't know that
3: it's a diary initially. Right? I mean, he ends up opening it, but. Which? (laughs) Would you have opened it?
2: I don't think I would have, just because as I would have been annoyed that I would have had to deliver to some stranger. So I probably would have just done it first thing to get it over with and just like not even thought about it. But once open though, and you find out it's just like this kind of like sensual diary about about um, summer who's Rachel wise character and uh, Emily having like one hot night together. Ryan Reynolds doesn't handle that very well. Well, neither does his friend. It's kind of weird. Well, his friend that's your girl. Well, yeah, that's what's weird because like his friend starts out reading the details of like the build up to the, obviously these two hooking up, and he's like getting into. It. He's like, "Oh, this is so hot," and <laughs> it's like, "Wait, this is your girlfriend." And they both like take a step back and be like, "This is bad." It's like, why? Unless they were dating, if like Ryan Reynolds was dating her at the time.
4: And the only part that they read was that they kissed, and all we know about it is that Summer liked it.
2: <laughs> that Summer liked it. The. uh... What uh, it, like oh, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought on that. But yeah, the diary. Cause you were to, thinking about it. I was, and it was great.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Come back to us. Sorry,
2: and uh, check. But we <laughs> we eventually <laughs> see uh, Rachel, or I keep calling, her, wanting to call her Rachel Wise, but Summer, because he delivers the the diary finally to her, and this is where we're also introduced to the random side character of Kevin Klein. Um, I forgot his character's name, but. Like that professor. was kind of, yeah, just the professor. Yeah, Roth or something. Who's just an asshole. <laughs> but he ultimately not doesn't really end up being anything important. Like they kind of set him up, like he's gonna end up. He's being what something.
4: He, I mean, he is what broke Summer and him apart. Uh, he's like, do your job.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, <And laughs> I
4: don't then, think he said it like that. But. <laughs> Do Focus your
3: on
1: your schoolwork. <laughs> Focus <Yeah. laughs> on your
3: schoolwork.
4: But yeah, he's he's the professor that sleeps with his students.
2: Right. And uh called that
4: too, and he's like, Yeah, I'm her daddy. I was like, ah yikes. daddy. I think
2: the everyone in the audience I imagine did, except for Ryan Reynolds, who's like playing dumb about Oh, it.
4: he's the biggest dumbass it, in this
2: whole yeah. like uh, most of the movie he is beyond but ignorant he
3: stumbles into these beautiful ways i
2: know it doesn't make sense (laughs) i guess it does if you look like ryan reynolds but Mm -mm. come on even though like and because you're
4: trying to take it as if he's telling abigail breslin the story right so like he's telling the story we're getting these images and stuff and even the way he's supposed to be telling
2: it we understand who's into him right and it's it's weird because of that, like as he's telling this story, it's obviously implied that the setup are for these three, these three women are now the who's the mom. We have April, Summer, and Emily, <laughs> three totally willing
4: and ready ovaries, just, <laughs> <laughs> just ready to go.
2: I would like to say we were talking about Six. Ryan Reynolds' age in this movie. Isn't Rachel Wise like she's a bit older than? Ryan Reynolds, like, in general. See, I don't see age. You just see beauty.
4: (laughs) Yeah. You only see gender. I see wrinkles, but, like, that doesn't mean age. It just means a life lived. Yeah. Maybe (laughs) not well.
3: (laughs) Each wrinkle has a drop of wisdom.
2: Right. At this point, though, isn't uh, Abigail Breslin, she's doing, like, her, almost like a fantasy football checklist of, like, the draft of pros and cons of who's, who's my mom. Yeah. Which is kind of this is a psychological thing that she brings up. Yeah, that is so dangerous about this story. It is. What if, while telling this story, she ends up hating her mom?
3: Yeah, and she asked that question, like you said. Yeah, yeah. like she
2: brings it up, and that's one of the fears I would have telling this story. Is like, what if I'm revealing these facts and she's just not liking who? Her mom is.
0: But hey, maybe it's a win win because you're getting a divorce with this girl. So
2: good point. <laughs> but is Ab- that is that what Ryan Reynolds is doing? He's playing the daughter off of the mom to like get better cuss that's oh, that's terrible. That's dark. That's a dark twist to this movie. I love it though.
3: Cause Abigail still has to see the mom, regardless if she likes oh, yeah. or, like the divorce and everything.
2: Oh man, that's that's crazy. But uh so at this point he's still dating Emily. From New York, but after returning the diary, uh, she comes up to New York. I guess to visit him, but it's really just to break up with him, which is sad because he's trying to propose and ends up being a failed proposal thing.
0: Well, one thing that that's kind of weird is every time I feel like he Isla Fisher's moving in, at least at the beginning, he always is buying a wedding ring when she comes back, and or so like he mocks his proposal to her on the top of the roof. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is right before Emily comes back.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's very weird. It He's always weird. buying rings. He's spending tons of money on those well, rings. Well, him
4: hanging out with Isla Fisher like that is just – it's it's odd.
3: It's asking for trouble.
4: Well, they yeah.
2: they try to do the whole missed connections vibe with them. But, again, I, Peter, I'm with you 100% of – Ryan Reynolds is way too ignorant about some of the situations – it's just well, stupid.
0: They are in her apartment, I guess, the night before Emily comes right. back and they're sitting there and she says, This is great how we can sit here and <laughs> not, you know, have all this sexual attraction basically. And then they end up kissing. Which right.
2: that's totally a lie. And her being like, Isn't it great that we're not sexually attracted to each other? <laughs> well,
3: Andy had kissed Summer or Summer kissed him too when he delivered the diary. Oh, so yeah. he's kissed both of these girls before it, Emily even comes to break up with him. But life see,
4: is it's just hard really to, hard for Ryan It's right. hard to blame him about the summer thing. I think at the summer situation, he was assaulted. And yeah, I think it's, it's good. Oh, there. yeah. It was, he,
2: she true. kissed him pretty pretty quick.
0: That's true. But my, I guess a question that I have for y'all then is, <laughs> can guys and girls be friends in that way, just in general?
3: He's been cooking ah. this question up since <laughs> okay, <this laughs> the beginning. So this, this, this movie is, is a terrible
4: question. example because Isla Fisher was already into him you know right. the whole like pantomiming the engagement or whatever you know and like she was touched when he actually said it you know and she's thinking about it and then she's got her little head in his lap and that's some it was on a pillow, pillow
2: in his lap i just want to clarify because that is a distinction hardly uh head directly on crotch versus a pillow padding well, between crotch, crotch and head i crotch. feel like is a difference. They're your legs bro i don't know the how many heads right under there, lap man. you've had but the crotch is right there, even if she's on the thighs. The crotch is right there. If a pillow is covering all of it, I guess it's I must safer. not
4: be as well endowed as you. It's, it's a blessing and a curse. But to answer the question, kids, I think it, it could be done. <laughs> to say uh, that I've seen a really good example of that, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, just because I haven't seen it doesn't mean it can't be done.
2: To be, I'm the opposite yet the same argument of I don't think it's possible because I have yet to see it if that makes sense
3: I, uh, I I used to think it was possible but I think that one person usually ends up having feelings for the other I think I think eventually.
2: I think men and women can be friends as long as they're both not single if that makes sense I like that I think that is a safer assumption cuz in I mean like couples that are friends together that kind of plays out that way.
3: Yeah, but You still with
4: my best friend.
2: Well, that's a
4: different story. It's not story. a very <laughs> intimate
3: relationship. Uh, then.
0: I feel like the couple's relationship is more of your friends with the couple as opposed to your friends with the girl. Hmm. I mean, you, you are, but it's not like you would hang out one-on-one with her generally.
2: Uh, yeah. I don't know. Not to spend, like, a lot more time on this, but
0: I, I, I guess... Good to think about. I,
2: I guess just, in my opinion, I feel like I've been, or at least try to be friends... With my friend's girlfriends, and there's nothing like about it that I'm like, no, I'm secretly trying to steal this girl away from my friend. So I would consider Man, them friends. You
3: can be friendly,
0: but I would consider them
2: friends to a certain degree if it, especially it's a long-term relationship.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would agree, but at the same time, you're generally not just texting your friend's girlfriend and saying, "Let's us two go out and do something." Oh yeah, that's like, a good point. You can there are, hang there are out boundaries. In there yeah. are
4: boundaries in that situation. You're right. What are you, Mike Pence? oh gosh
0: (laughs) that's interesting though we had one i i think it's possible and then three no's on that just
2: (sighs) peter's just a romantic at heart well i guess i I guess he's not at heart i guess we're romantics at heart
3: i I don't know mark mark's view is definitely maybe right (laughs) mark's an opportunist
2: i
4: I mean, I'll say, yeah, but I mean, if there's a chance we can date, I might as well go for it. <laughs> that's not what I said <laughs> at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's
3: all. That's what we heard. Oh, my gosh. Can
2: we get back to
4: the Careful, movie? ladies. He's Let well th-
3: endowed. <laughs> <and> <laughs> 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 yeah, but put your date. head
2: in his lap and
3: get a little something. something. <laughs> I don't see any pillows on his couch. In here. Oh,
2: man. And like, I feel like listeners at this point would be surprised to know that I am single and (laughs) a hermaphrodite. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just get back to the movie. Keaton, you derailed us. You're supposed to be the guest, not the derailer. The, um, I don't even remember. I don't even remember where we were. Because it's Emily. (laughs) So flustered. It's Emily and.
4: We need Isla Fisher, though. Go back to her. What does she have a lot of?
2: jane air books we, that's important Oh, sorry this I, is where we find out i'm sorry you're right i did skip over this while they're hanging out in her room because it's her birthday um yeah
4: and her boyfriend douchebag boyfriend classic douchebag ah, got a gig
2: in philadelphia
4: so this goes you
3: they're both in relationships yet they're still but they're distance
4: yeah it's like not around and it's like, man, it was really nice when I got some with my girl. And she's like, it was really nice when I got some with my guy. And then they're like, why don't we substitute?
2: Exactly. Plus, they both look like Isla Fisher and Ryan Reynolds. Whoa. <laughs> she made you a <laughs> heart palpitation. I think Ryan Reynolds made me. It's like, he's like, he's looking pretty good in this movie.
3: The old switcheroo, huh?
2: But to get back on track, she does have a lot of Jane Eyre <laughs> books. And it's because... Her dad gave her a Jane Eyre, a copy of Jane Eyre with this really nice inscription on the front. And uh, then it just got lost in the move. And or, he died. Well, he died, it's yeah. the last thing he ever gave to her. Oh, it was the last birthday. It was the last birthday present he ever gave to her because he died after that. Um, and so she's scouring bookstores everywhere, used bookstores, trying to find that one copy again because it's been lost. And that is important for later. Thank you for bringing that back up. My God, my voice keeps cracking. She buys everyone
4: with an inscription.
2: I, yeah, I think that's a little crazy. <laughs> I understand the concept because you don't want to keep going back to the same store and that one being there and like tricking you. But at the same time... No, see, actually that logic doesn't make any sense to me. What do you mean?
4: Her, her You're actu- taking
2: it out of... Wh- wh- circulation of yeah. the used bookstores? Yeah.
4: I mean, like it's, I don't... Her copy that we end up seeing, there wasn't another one at all on the shelves that looked like that.
2: No, there was. There was The one he picks up when they're looking at it is a lot like it. I don't know if it's exactly the same, but the covers were pretty similar.
0: I actually take a different stance on that. I thought it was a very cool collectible um, thing, and especially like if somebody's going to your apartment, I think that's a very natural conversation starter.
2: Well, so it is, but it also rides that line of, I always think about this with random collection stuff. So there's the... There's a the conversation starter. Then there's the, I've been accused of some heinous crime. The police are going to go through my apartment. This is going to be evidence that I'm a crazy person. Collection. There's a the fine line. Yeah. <laughs> and flipping through Jane Eyre books with personal inscriptions. I feel like if, going back to Mindhunters, I feel like if I was a profiler, that would set off some flags. It's up there like a little case of slides of blood. Oh No. <laughs> blood drops. It's right up there. <laughs> it's
4: not right up
1: there.
2: That's an extreme... He's like, "This is the blood from everybody I pass in the
0: subway each day." Is that like a Dexter reference? Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right, but so they talk about the january books. They have their kiss. They both realize it was a mistake. Go their separate ways. Kind of, but it wasn't a mistake. Kind of an awkward next day. Uh, Then Emily comes into town, and then they have their breakup Uh, because he's trying to propose, and she stops him uh, and uh, confesses that she slept with his roommate. A real strong way to Charlie. break up with somebody. Yeah,
4: and 30 minutes ago, we were just making jokes about
2: how that wouldn't have happened. Right, because Charlie's Charlie. I I don't have anything to say about Charlie. The <laughs>
0: first time I watched this, I really thought that he was going to end up with her, I guess, initially. But then she really dropped about 10 pegs when I learned she slept with Charlie. <laughs> Charlie's shown as being just like the deadbeat roommate. How the heck does that happen?
2: Yeah. I No, I 100% agree with you. Is That's something when it comes back later, or when she comes back later, I was like... I mean, I would, I would, don't think I'd be able to forgive someone for that. That's a pretty harsh thing to do. About
0: uh, the harshest.
2: Yeah, it's about the harshest. Maybe murder, a little bit harsher, but we'll we'll leave that up. It was
0: kind of funny during the actual proposal too, when he's telling the story about how his dad proposed to his mom. And I then, did laugh at that. And then she's like, and I guess his premise is that he, his dad he was came. unsure,
2: and then he saw her, and he knew for sure, kind of thing. And that's the premise. Cause it's, uh, he sees his dad saw an ex girlfriend while going to propose to his mom, and so I yeah I do like that uh, Emily's just like wait am I the other girl or am I the mom in this story? <laughs> when he drops to one knee, she's like oh my god I'm your mom. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah that's a funny line. That was that was very well delivered. I really like um, Elizabeth Banks. I wish she was in more stuff. She's pretty funny.
3: She's in Scrubs. Just saying.
2: Oh doesn't she dates JD for a little while? Why mm-hmm. I've watched like four episodes of Scrubs and for some reason I know that. Yeah, she's not in the first season.
0: Or I know. Two. Yeah, it's, she's later on. Yeah, yeah
2: they're, I mean, I've only seen them randomly on TV, but this isn't a Scrubs podcast. No, okay?
0: that was one example though. When he proposed, of I, I thought there was some good writing in it, like some good funny writing. I thought that was just one example.
2: Right, and Ryan Reynolds has a lot of clever Ryan Reynolds isms that I imagine were him just improvising on, on set that day. Uh, but yeah, uh, so after. The failed proposal, whatever. He kind of just like throws himself into work, and uh, Bill Clinton does get elected president. Yeah, okay, this movie. Spoiler.
4: This movie. Spoiler alert. Is a, Bill Clinton. is a pretty huge Clinton jerk, like circle jerk. Like they 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 all have their moments in the office where they're like, yeah, Democratic light, like whoa, and they're all like clapping around and they're whoo.
2: And then he's president, and everyone's like, yeah, woo! And then, yeah, we get to basically go through the whole Clinton presidency, which is a weird from kind of like our generational standpoint, because like that happened when he left office, we were what? In like, disgrace. <laughs> in disgrace. Yeah. We were what? Like, maybe five? Five. Yeah. So, like... No, I mean, it was 2000. He didn't leave in 2000. It was
4: 98? Who was president from 98 to 2000? It was Bill Clinton. No, it wasn't Bill Clinton. Who was elected president in 2000?
2: George Bush. Yeah.
4: So Who came before him? Bill Clinton's vice president. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Clinton, Clinton wasn't actually impeached. I, no, yeah, but I, he, I think Peter's he right. I guess we were 10
0: no. ish when Clinton then left.
2: So it would have been uh, like eight or nine? We would have been eight or nine. Had that this isn't important. No, <laughs> I'm just like who I, was president. The, the point I was trying to make was that it was interesting to watch it all unfold now because we were too young to truly understand what was going on, even though we grew up hearing the the whole jokes of the I did not have sexual relations with that woman and all that. And uh, yeah, it's it's just an interesting little side thing. Like there's like a real political angle to this movie. A lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess you have to expect it, though, when the start of the movie is him meeting Elizabeth Banks in a Young Democrats. Thing. I thought
0: they needed it, though, a little bit. I actually thought the framing of the Clinton helped me understand what time period was going on. And That's it kind of shows, like, his how his growth kind of follows the Clinton campaign, where he's kind of growing as Clinton's at his peak. And then, like, once he has that. Um, once he has sexual relations, relations it, with that like woman. he kind of he kind of drops <laughs> himself. No, you're right. Into it does parallel. Wow,
2: that's actually really true.
3: That's why we bring him on, folks. That's, that's why
2: we pay him the big bucks. The uh, no, that's no, that's a great because it, it also you could argue that also matches the moral angle of it too. When he's kind of the gung ho Democrat at the beginning, he has these like moral judgments of how the world should be, and then as he's Getting older into the world, it's he's not as staunch about it. are we all? And that's mm. and, and that's kind of mm. like I think connects to the why he ends up with April thing, because April's the one pushing that at the very beginning when they first meet, and then by the end they kind of meet in the middle. No one says no to Paco. No one, no one says no. Oh yeah, her weird story about sleeping with the is he? Where was she? Like Hawaii or something?
4: Somewhere with the Paco. With a Paco.
2: Greece. That doesn't sound. She bad. went to Greece. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> haven't we all God <laughs> 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 but yeah so but after the Emily breakup and he throws himself into work he reconnects with Summer and uh, then they start their little dating fling and like you're saying this was while he's up on the rise of work because the Clinton campaign's over he started his new firm or like campaign consultant firm with his um his buddy and they're is it? I guess it's their former boss from the Clinton campaign is now running for Congress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, his
0: name's Anthony Rabeito, I believe. Rebato. something like that. Yeah.
2: I meant to look it up. Was that supposed to be a real world analogy for like someone that was running for mayor of New York or governor? Because like that whole scandal thing seemed kind of important.
0: There was definitely a tough on crime New York guy that ran a while back, but I can't remember. Do you remember think it, if it that's what they were alluding to?
2: Him. I don't know, because there was a lot of like in real life political stuff that happened in the movie. That I was just curious if that was one of them. It wouldn't surprise me if it was, because obviously they probably couldn't use that guy name. Maybe I or, think it was Harvey
3: Dent was the tough on crime. Guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh, as much as I love a Batman joke, <laughs> yeah. The uh, well, that, that kind of works too. He was too, running cause for this, mayor. Yeah, he was running for mayor. This guy ends up being a little bit two faced. As well. So, good, nice. on, you, good on you, John. Uh, but yeah, so their relationship's getting more and more serious uh, with Summer, and um, she ends up, because she's a journalist, uh, I don't think it says what paper she works for, or magazine she works for, but she ends up doing this kind of, uh, it ends up being like a fluff piece about this candidate that he's helping become mayor, governor, and... Uh, that's when it like the tension starts in their relationship because the professor comes back, Kevin Klein. And like you said, Peter kind of pokes at her for not digging up the truth about this guy. And, uh, that's what she ends up doing. And, uh, I was kind of confused by this. So it's, he's the tough on crime and they allude in other scenes that, you know, he started out as a cop then like worked his way up to different positions and whatnot. So the scandal was, he helped get a friend, early parole
0: yes that was that this pissed me off kind of because i really didn't think that was that big of a deal where you just shut it all down
2: yeah that didn't seem like the the collapsing of a campaign scandal like if it was he intentionally let his friends go or something like that i could see that while he was like a cop like yeah but I don't know. That's so weird. The, the helped his friend get early parole, we're not even told what the crime was. Like if he helped his friend get early parole and he had a DUI that killed like six kids, like, okay, that's really bad. But it like what could the scandal really have been?
4: The production and distribution of child pornography. Oh god. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a showstopper.
0: <laughs> they could have given us a little more details on this because we're just kind of to- told. And everyone blames him for this too, I, I, which I th- is weird. I think I follow the logic of why they blame him. I don't agree with it,
2: but its I think it's the idea of he brought Summer in to do the initial story. And so she's so deeply connected to the story that she was able to get access the second time. You know what I mean? And so they kind of blame him for trusting her. Like letting his guard down. Right. To to do this. And while I, and if I was in that situation, I feel like I'd be mature enough to be like, John, it's not your fault. Okay? You trusted someone you shouldn't have. We'll move past this. We just need to be better about this. Because it would be John. But what right if right, it guys? was going to
4: ruin your career?
2: I'd be like, "John, you ruined my career. I hope at our next job, you'll you'll you won't ruin my career." You're very clear <laughs> with your communication. I'm just saying, John's the one that would do this. This seems <laughs> a little
0: ungrateful by her because he gives her her big break. Like she her was first not big break. Yeah. a big journalist until she ran that first fluff piece that was given to her by Ryan Reynolds.
2: Right. And then I would argue though that in her mind this is her real big break cuz she's breaking some, you know, big story. But, no, yeah, I agree. I feel like, and that's where their tension is, because they have the argument over the, the report or the, the article saying, uh, if I don't run this, somebody else will. And he says, then let somebody else. And then you find out she had already turned it in and was this was like a courtesy thing. But she, he was also ready to propose to this girl as well. Like, he went to go buy a ring, which is where April comes back into the picture, and they go almost go ring shopping together which I feel like this is another moment of Ryan Reynolds being ignorant of while they're walking to the ring store, he's doesn't feel it's necessary at all to be like, hey, I'm going to go pick up this ring. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, Especially, I just got to go yeah. pick something up. They've
4: been writing letters to each other this whole time yeah. and he's not once mentioned. Him. I was on Isla Fisher's side. Super misleading.
2: I was on Isla Fisher's side when they have the little fight outside the store of saying you said you were dating somebody, not that you were ready to propose to somebody because that is a big difference. And
4: Then he was afraid to tell her because he knew that Deep down, yeah, she wants. He wants it, and
2: she wants that D, that Ryan D, Ryan Reynolds D, The D of the Reynolds. The, she wants that Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then this is just breakup number two, of because obviously he's not going to propose to a woman that ruined his career. And John, I I will say I wouldn't propose to you after you ruined our career. But
0: arguably, shouldn't have ruined his career. Yeah, I
2: arguably I agree <laughs> unless
0: arguably should have proposed but how do
2: you move the plot forward <laughs> yeah how do you move the plot forward but he basically goes into one of those classic movie like five minute depression slumps montage it yeah well, where it's well they set it up like a montage like a long time's gone by but he hasn't gained any weight it's not like he's grown this big bushy beard <laughs> he is wearing hoodies he's just wearing and a hoodie noodles. and he like threw a noodle like a thing of noodles at the tv when bill clinton does his confession of what happened he's like i'm sorry i you know his big push so of that's apologies. bill's
3: low point and Ryan's low point,
2: exactly low point. yeah but he chucks it and it's like the noodles on the tv and noodles on the ground and we're not again like more of the montage happens then when isla fisher comes to get him to bring him to his birthday party the noodles are still on the tv yeah so was it one day like he just had one really <laughs> shitty day well and then when he <laughs>
4: sees his friend at the bar and they're like oh they act it's like it's been, been forever. so long and they
0: both look the same. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's been a day. I think he's kind of. I think it's supposed to be. You know, like maybe six months since he, or since the article came out, and he's just slowly uh, gone but downhill.
4: Even is that long enough for like something? So if I don't to see you, Mark, name. for six months, I'm not gonna look at you in six months and look at you like a stranger.
2: No
0: we don't know though it could have been a year we don't know and that's a problem
2: I imagine if we haven't seen each other for six months this is what happens in my mind is you you walk through the door and you just go Mark you son of a bitch (laughs) and you come over and you just throw your arms around me and we run off into the sunset
3: together but so he's at this. <laughs> <laughs> he was at this. Sorry, not to derail from that <laughs> image. But um, but still, to d- he's but still to derail from that image. He's at this really low point. Seems super depressed. Isla Fisher still comes to like rescue him. He goes to this bar and he has like fifty friends. Yeah, there who are like super pumped to see him. It's a
4: bar. <laughs> yeah, for him. <laughs> oh yeah, So Which it's like is, he's
3: done. He's initiated nothing with these women. Initiated no friendships, but he has fifty <laughs> friends in a bar. Like
0: three. I sense a little jealousy. I'm, I'm, <laughs> jealous. I, I'm, jealous. I'm jealous. I'm jealous.
2: But this is just an allegory for
4: if you look like right. Ryan Reynolds, life's going to be okay. No, because what, what is the thing? Just like don't be unattractive?
2: Yeah, it's step one, be attractive. Step two, don't be unattractive. Yeah,
0: and then the world else follows. Check wallows. and check.
2: <laughs> check <laughs> and... I for those feel that
0: don't know, John is really attractive. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked about my singleness either. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, but yeah, we get this—we get the the kind of like awkward birthday. I'm glad that the friends laugh it off um, when he like makes some depressing comment about Bill Clinton, and they're just like, "Cause again, they're all like, no matter what happened, you know, I'd vote for him again in a heartbeat." And it's more, whatever. Uh, but. I forgot what he says, but they immediately are just like. He
4: calls him out, like, pointing out. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good point.
2: Well, he calls him out, but he says it in such a depressing way. I think one of the friends was like, yeah, maybe next year we can have this party in a bathtub and we can just throw a toaster in for you or whatever or something like that. And they like kind of laugh it off (laughs) suicide. (laughs) I guess in that case it's murder or maybe euthanasia. (laughs) (laughs) Just putting him out. Just putting him out of his misery. But he. This is so weird. He disappears from his own birthday party because ah. he's, he's so depressed still. <laughs> yeah. But they bring out the birthday cake when And they the all candles. start singing happy birthday. And then they don't know where he is.
0: <laughs> we talked about this during the movie, but how does nobody check for him before well, yeah. they start his that whole shebang? Says,
2: his friend says he just saw him a second ago. I feel like in that scenario, you do the setup of like, okay, make sure John's like over here. <laughs> okay, we're, we got the cake, even though he ruined my career. Happy
3: <laughs> Put on a happy face. Put on a happy, Put a happy
2: face. face. Everyone just act happy. But yeah, and so I guess he disappeared with a bottle of something and then walked to Isla Fisher's apartment. Across
4: the street. Is it across it's the street? It's what it looked like. It looked like it was it just was. across it the was. street. It
3: was verified, yeah.
2: Then how hard was it to find him? It wasn't. Isla Fisher <laughs> just went inside.
3: That's his spot, Mark. Only Isla would know he was there. Oh,
2: man. At her doorstep. But he's just drinking on the stoop, and then they have a heart-to-heart <laughs> conversation. Is, what, isn't that not a stoop? <laughs> Sorry. I was just thinking of the stoop kid from uh, Hey the stoop Arnold. stoop kid's afraid to leave yeah. a stoop? <laughs> 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 Only 90 kids will get that. The... Uh, Whoa, whoa, I had lost. Thanks, yeah, John. The, the, the oh, outcome. yeah, but they have their heart-to-heart. Heart. a little bit of a heart-to-heart. Heart. Uh, he's drunk. And, yeah. He's drunk, and he's, and he's trying to get on to proposal, her. Not proposal, like marriage thing, but his like, confession, sorry, I should have said, of his love. Because he first says he likes her. Then he says, like isn't strong enough. But if I said, I loved you, you'd probably run for the hills. And then he says, I love you. So I didn't quite follow his logic. He's wasted. He is wasted. Um. But why can't... Oh, I guess it's still not... It's still like the late 90s, so he can't drunk text her like a real man would do. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is like... He gets mad at her, right? Oh, well, yeah, because she says not like this. And yeah, he cause... gets mad... And she slaps him.
4: Well, because well deserved. He, he... Yeah, he insults her. He tells her to go to life rehab. You're right. I like completely, three times. I don't even
2: have a thing like that for life, like a rehab for life. I completely forgot about that. It's because she... Well, she... Is trying to help him. Given a, she's trying to give him a little bit of tough love of being like, listen, you know, you're fine. You're just in a slump. And then he snaps back at it. You're He's right. Like, you're, you're totally so right.
4: Smart, and you work at a bookstore. A bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> and this just... is pre-internet when the
2: whole like our bookstore is going to exist. Conversations happening because so like at a bookstore is normal job.
0: She also says something to the effect like why now like why didn't you ask me you could have asked me any other time when i was like ready and now you're at you're like yeah lowest it's, when you're drunk, it's when
2: you're drunk you you're
3: do lowest you want to an o for two at the other woman
2: what's the Marilyn monroe thing that if you can't handle me at my worst you don't deserve me at my
4: best mm-hmm. which only guarantees you'll get them at their worst exactly they which can't... is when
2: you want them right
4: that's when you get them.
2: Ladies, I am single.
0: <laughs> I'm at my worst. And I am at my lowest. <laughs> it kind of alludes to, though, in this scene, which... <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, when all this back like history between them, so maybe has she, she's, I guess, been friends with him or like still wanting him this whole time he's been on his downward well, spiral.
2: Well, I think they've been going... Like how I read their relationship is they do the whole phase of she likes him, but he just considers a friend. And then it's the she just considers a friend while he likes her. Like it's like a back and forth thing, but they constantly stay in contact. Is she with Kevin at this point? Yes, I think. Because so- it's after this that he finds, he goes to the bookstore, right? When he's wandering around and he finds the. Cause he goes, I think he goes to apologize when he brings her the book. Oh no,
4: this is this is even after that. Yeah, that's way later. Is it? Yeah, like she's been with Kevin for a long time. Because when he comes with the book and he's like, "You're Kevin, are you the same Kevin from before?" And
0: he's like, "I hope so." It might not be late, way later in the movie, but there's definitely a time jump.
2: Well, I think there's a t- a little bit of a time jump, but I think it's what I'm saying is I think when he f- sees the Jane Eyre book, it's a little bit after their their fight on the stoop and he sees it realizes it's the book she's been looking for and he's taking it to her as an apology. And I think as a real attempt to say, I love you to her. But then he realizes that, cause I don't think he realized they were living. She was living with Kevin.
4: Oh no, he didn't just that they, right, were, seeing just just they were
2: seeing each other. So I think that's the setup. Cause he does go over there and, uh, I kind of actually liked this it's a very little thing, but the fact that when he shows up at an apartment, he knows the roommate, and the roommate knows her, him, and they have, like, a little, like, quick conversation, because if they were really friends, that would be the case, and I feel like a lot of times in movies, it's the classic, like, they knock on the door, and it's the roommate answers, like, uh, is, is April here? It's like, uh, who's asking it's like, uh, you, know, you know what I mean? It's like a real awkward, like, oh, yeah, just come in, man, or like something.
3: Yeah. And he, he like apologizes for his crazy messages oh, yeah. that he's left or whatever.
2: In, a, in the way only Ryan Reynolds can, which is in charming smile while self-deprecation and you just, we all laugh it off. Well, in real life, I would have been super awkward about it. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot about
3: the messages.
2: <laughs> I wish it had cut to the messages. And we could have seen, like, <laughs> some ridiculous him just crying messages. Of like, hey, bro, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like him having a meltdown. She also has a really nice apartment. Also. I mean, we talked about that earlier. But. Right.
2: And like given it's two of them and I guess Kevin would be bringing in some income too I but guess that, that is a Kevin looked like really nice apartment Kevin was a fool Oh yeah he 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 would ridiculous Kevin can wait <laughs> Kevin,
0: This might be a, a random that's, the
2: ter- that's a terrible pun I will not I will not allow it
0: Did this is like way back in the movie but did her first boyfriend play drums for Kurt Cobain
2: no he was a rock star and wanted to be the next Kurt Cobain which then Ryan Reynolds responds to of who's Kurt Cobain which I call bullshit yeah 90 93 94 everyone knew who Kurt Cobain was the Nirvana was the most popular <clears throat> band not the young Democrats of America <laughs>
4: <A mosquito. laughs> And that's a crime
1: <laughs> my libido <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: duh, 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 duh. What, what about your
2: libido John it's I'm a mosquito. Single. <laughs> he is a mosquito. His libido. I love Nirvana. The what was it? But yeah, yeah, no you're right. Um but the Kevin thing it like I had not to harp on this apartment but am i wrong in understanding that it was like it was two stories (laughs) with like balconies (laughs) and like like a a winding staircase (laughs) it had like a library looking living room and like i just don't buy it
0: like that's an expensive apartment easily 3500 a month oh
2: if like that's like if they got a deal like if two bodies were found dead in it before they moved in (laughs) <laughs> the uh, But, yeah, so he doesn't give the book, though, because he's so shocked by the sight of Kevin, and um, which is a dick move. Uh, well, I guess it's not as much of a dick move to do it then, but we find out he never gave it to her and was like 10 years
3: yeah, it's something like that. Was I was like 10 say, or 11
2: years after that moment.
3: I understood in the moment why he wouldn't have. Yeah, but
2: I would have cooled down. And then, so what? To, I'll come back to this point. But after that, he storms off. And uh, again, he's kind of in a slump, but not as depressing as he was earlier. And he runs into Summer while he's sitting at a cafe. And Summer invites him to a party. And I said this when we were watching the movie. and. Listeners, when you're watching this movie, I want you to pay attention to this. When he's at this outside diner, the waitress comes up to him and asks if he wants anything, but he already has the food in front of him. Like it's not even, do you want anything else? Do you you know what I mean? It's like it's it's clearly phrased as, do you know what you want? As a you know, double entendre for uh, like his life. What does he want with his life? (laughs) Like that's supposed to be the implication. But he has food. And a drink in front of
3: him. That's the implication, because April's in front of him,
0: and he so already has So you think
3: her. it's
4: layered? It's <laughs> not that layered. She's
0: also pretty cute, so maybe she's just flirting with him too. Oh, the
4: waitress, <laughs> or maybe they've been talking about gelato before, and he just didn't know. His he didn't know what his. He didn't know what he wanted
2: for dessert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of that.
3: This director is no Gary Marshall.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gary Marshall would have knocked this out of the ballpark. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, though he runs into summer. And uh, invites him to a party and uh, they have a quick kind of catching up at the party. You know, she's pregnant, uh, but the father's no longer in the picture, which does do a good misdirect with Abigail Breslin where she's like, Oh my God, I'm a, I'm, you're not my real dad. And you know, like summer's my mom did all this stuff. That is a good fake out. I didn't bite because the way they set it up in the movie, but I feel like if I was Abigail Breslin in that situation, I would have bit tooth and nail. I would have been freaking out.
0: She does say that that's her least favorite.
2: Oh, yeah. She doesn't like Summer because of the article thing. She betrayed
0: betrayed him. And that would have been a good reason to eventually get divorced.
2: Oh, it would have. Yeah. Good call. The, uh But while they're like, catching up, they kind of have this weird little flirting thing of, we can't do this because if we... Like, start dating again. It's just, we're both going to get hurt, so let's just skip and be friends. Well, us both
4: getting hurt means Ryan Reynolds getting hurt, and some are just moving on with their life.
2: Yeah. But, that yeah, that was a weird little standoff, and then she kind of snaps out of and is like, I have someone, a friend I want you to meet, actually. Goes out to the patio, and it's Emily from the beginning of the story. <laughs> Dun-dun-dun.
0: She had called him um, one time when she moved to New York, but yeah. that's just kind of like I guess he's still in his. Isla he's Fisher, in his depression slump. Or depression slump, and just ignores it.
3: And is this where does she run his, her hand through his hair in this scene? He
2: does it. She does it for the third time because okay. she's done it twice prior. Because mm-hmm. that is the reveal. Once they start talking at the party and are hitting it off again, which he's way too like. I understand being friendly because it has been years, but he's too way too willing to like jump back into that relationship. At least in my opinion.
0: What was the hair thing? Can you show me, uh, John? <laughs>
2: Nope, <laughs> no. It was she brushed the hair. Oh, over I know, his Mark. Gear. Oh, okay. You just wanted—that's <laughs> how I knew. You just <laughs> wanted to see John touch Peter. I get it. I
4: mean, John already dreams about it. We all do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hand <laughs> check, <laughs> check the. Uh, I'm touching. But Abigail Breslin then puts it together. Then when they're telling the story of the hairbrushes, because that's what the mom does to her. So then we realize, oh, Emily's the mom. Her real name's Sarah.
3: And I actually liked how they did this reveal like on the screen where they're at the zoo. Oh, right. They're at the zoo at this point. And so and it's like, and that's your mom. And then it's like actually her and walking up. Walking up, yeah. I thought that was No, cool. that was
2: that was yeah. a clever reveal. And then um it's kind of it's kind of interesting because that's where the, the story part of it ends. Okay,
4: but the interaction when she goes and she's gonna do that thing to his hair and then she doesn't.
2: Oh, the fake out. Make but that made me think really that Ryan reynolds character wanted the divorce that maybe like they agreed to it but i think maybe he was the initiating i don't want to be in this relationship and we don't really know yeah we're not really giving a lot of insight into their fallout
4: but knowing you know at least the story from his perspective he is the victim he's always the victim right so you know i bet (laughs) if he told it it was her idea
0: yeah it was also sad that the daughter um, like wanted him to go to the zoo too, which is really awkward. And oh, she, she takes sad. both of their hands and then and has walks them, like, with holds, them. Yeah. That, that was sad.
2: That whole scene was really sad. Cause it was really her doing like this weird last ditch effort to get her parents together. And like she does the, they go to see the penguins And does this whole thing about penguins mating for life, but if they get separated, that was super sad. Yeah, and it was the whole. She even goes into more specific of like, even when they get separated, they can stay years and years apart. But when they eventually find each other again, you know, they're back together for the rest of their lives, and you're like,
0: oh. Yeah, she's like oh. uh, for 100% holding out hope that they're still going to get back oh. together, which doesn't necessarily lead in then to her being like, let's right. go tell the story to this other girl, because right. if no. you tell her, uh, no, it's just kind of a weird juxtaposition.
2: I didn't even think about that, but that's totally right. The emotional place Abigail Breslin's is at does not work with what happens next, even though we're not really given a timeline of the next time. That you know they're seeing each other to for Abigail Breslin to be talking in, about in
0: my him. mind it's like a week like like around that I took time.
2: it yeah I took it as the next it was his next turn to to have her and isn't
3: there a her. conversation there that happens where she's talking about how she realizes he's not happy and you know the only thing that'll oh, make you happy yeah, is
2: you I, it was that she wants him to be happy
3: yeah and I, maybe that's what changes her heart a little bit is that conversation
2: I guess but I do agree with you Keaton it, it it's almost a little bit too quick for her to be totally on board with him going to pursue April cuz that's what it ends up being is we find out he changed the names of all of both Summer and Emily from their real names in the story but he didn't change April's and that's supposed to be some sort of clue of you know
4: his true feelings and Yeah we never actually figure out why.
2: Yeah, it's just kind of a It's asked Nah. But he confesses to his daughter, though, that he never gave her back the book. And uh, is he goes by himself, right? Because this is when he's not. Abigail personally isn't with him when he goes and finally delivers the book.
0: Yeah, he goes to her office.
2: Yeah, he finds out <laughs> where, where she works and they have a quick get together. And the way they talk makes me think they have not seen each other since the porch stoop when he sla- she slapped him which is really sad to think about because that's probably like 12 years maybe, which is crazy. And they haven't aged a bit. Yeah, yeah. she
0: has a weird timeline, though. She goes from a bookkeeper to like a really fancy, what does that look like, art-type firm? Oh, no, no, looks- she
2: worked for Amnesty International. I was just making a joke about the art thing when we were watching it. What What is that? <laughs> they work with – It's It's a human rights organization. Yeah, it's a human rights, but I'm pretty sure they work with foreign governments when it's someone's been uh, like prisoned.
4: They do a lot of stuff. So
2: yeah, it's
0: a That lot might of defeat difference. my whole point then of her. It, it looks like she makes bank though at this point. Oh, p- yeah. It,
2: she's she's making money. It is alluded to. She's at, When he goes to deliver the book the first time at her apartment, the roommate does say she's in graduate school. She had just gone back to graduate school. To so, do
4: something about her life.
2: Right. Because, you know, say what you will about how he said it, but I guess he pushed her in the right direction. Uh but yeah, he goes and meets her and it's been a long time and they catch up for a little bit and friendly and then he gives her the book. And I actually respect the hell out of the fact that he didn't play it off like he just found it cuz this makes me sound like a terrible person, but that would have been my first thought of what I should do to try to avoid the onslaught of awkwardness that would have happened if I had told the truth. Who
0: here would do that? I I think I would definitely like I mean, would you I wait, would definitely you would do the, tell her that I, I just found, found it. it. Now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be strong enough to tell her that I
2: that you kept it for that long.
3: That would be tough. But I mean, he's been dishonest with her the whole movie, and so maybe that's his moment is of to try to be honest. Trying with to her. be honest,
4: Peter. What about you? I, I have no idea. I, I think because so he offers the information. I I think I don't. I definitely wouldn't offer it. But I'm trying to think if I was asked what I would do and that I don't know.
2: Oh, well, he says, well, she says, where did you find it? Yeah,
4: and then he offers up the win.
2: But I think, I don't
4: know. Where? Well, I found it at a bookstore.
2: Well, because then this brings up the whole problem of if he had just said, I just found it or whatever. Like, I found it at this bookstore and didn't push for time. And then she found out. I think it would have been worse than if he had come out forward with it because how he does tell her I think is the respectful way of doing it well, yeah. where he says there's no excuse I tried to give you once before but there's no excuse I'm sorry yeah
0: and he gets the great line later where he talks about you know I just couldn't like he can it was the only thing, I had, the only thing I had left of you
2: which is it
0: tugged at the heartstrings it's adorable it, it makes sense too. like very reasonable
2: yeah, and I mean, when you look like Ryan Reynolds, how can you be yeah. mad at that guy?
3: It'd probably make uh, Elizabeth Banks mad to know that he held on to. Oh it, yeah, throughout I didn't their even marriage. Think about
0: that. Yeah.
2: But maybe that was the core issue of their marriage. Yeah, well,
0: I wish that like they he just kind of ends up with uh, Elizabeth Banks again. We don't really get to see how they in their yeah. relationship at all, other than he meets her at that party and then boom, she's the mom.
3: Yeah, I, I guess just that they're on good terms, but they're still getting the divorce. It's kind of odd. I guess. Him. I mean, yeah. they seem to be on fine terms.
2: Or as fine as you can be, I yeah. imagine. The, uh, in front of the kids. Well, yeah, in front of the kids.
3: Stay together for the kids.
2: Not here. But, uh, well, after that debacle at the her workplace, because she, she kind of has a little bit of a breakdown about it. Like, she composes herself, but asks, says he should probably leave. Which is, you know, that was a very asshole thing to do, so... He leaves and then then is when he talks to Abigail Breslin and she kind of gives him the pep talk of what we were talking about the whole, you know, I just want you to be happy. You should go tell her the story like you told me. But again, like, hey, let me woo you by telling you how I banged these two other chicks while we were friends. But it helped me realize I love you. (laughs) I mean, she didn't say no to Paco. Hey, no, she eventually said no to Paco because nobody says no to Paco, which she did, which was a big sign to her. That she wanted him, or wanted Ryan Reynolds. That's true. I want to see what Paco looks like. But she like, didn't say no to
4: Kevin. She did. Say, she probably she didn't, say, didn't no say no to Kevin a lot.
0: <laughs> There's another like sad scene, I guess, right <laughs> around this, right around this part where she's basically saying, you know, what good came out of like, was there anything good that came of this marriage or whatever? And he just, you know, says, oh, says you.
2: you. Oh yeah, because the happy ending to the story, because. She brings up the point like this story doesn't have a happy ending cuz you you're getting a divorce. But he flips it on her and is like, "No, the happy ending was you." I can't say I haven't heard that line from my dad.
4: <laughs> oh oh, <damn>. oh, oh <laughs> man. Oh man, guess I have. <laughs>
2: so, it's like it's just, everybody laugh, okay? Everybody <laughs> laugh. <laughs> This is nervous laughter. <laughs> <laughs> why don't we just do this again in a bathtub and i'll throw a toaster
1: in
4: the <laughs> yeah i don't know it didn't affect me i guess i could affect you guys
2: <laughs> um but yeah abigail breslin convinces ryan reynolds to um you know drive over to isla fisher's apartment
4: because he still knows where that is yeah. Oh it's no, it's well, the same the, place in the
2: office she she does bring up that she lives over in Brooklyn, or whatever. So, where is that a pretty Brooklyn? small place? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you can still, you could yellow page her because she was the head of that, you know, office thing. There are ways to find out where people live. Yeah. And there Mark knows a lot of them. Shady. I can find out where you live. Okay. <laughs> Give me time. I am
3: single.
0: That's been brought up way too much in this. I'm
3: sorry. <laughs> this is a rom com. I mean, wrong on the topic. <laughs>
4: <laughs> my um, phone just killed itself. It can't stand <laughs> listening. I can't
2: stand this conversation, but they go and it it turns into a whole like through the intercom system conversation, she's really mad and brings up a good point of bringing your daughter along is kind of unfair. Um, it's the whole like they're gonna count to 30 if she doesn't come down. Uh, it's the whole <laughs> like well like, I, feel like that's that, a classic. I feel like that happens a lot is that, like we'll give them a certain amount of time and if they don't that just means they're not okay. yeah like no, i feel like mean, that's it's the same thing even in howard
4: not howard homeward bound where they're waiting for the dogs they're just not counting yeah <laughs> but they are inside <laughs> they are and you know, it just keeps watching i bet if you counted it, it's around 30 seconds that's about 30
2: seconds then we get the peter
4: yeah shadow yeah, you hear the like, <laughs> Peter. and everyone turns around. It's just like that. All the movies have them. Oh, talk about emotional endings. John trying to say it's not a
0: thing. She totally makes a thing. she makes them do the full count too. Like they get all the way to thirty and past.
3: It's because the what got her to come down was to tell her the story like you told me or something. Oh yeah, right? and she comes
2: down running saying, "Tell us again story? the story we
4: love." It's We're like gonna,
2: shit. I'm gonna tell What happens? Yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying. Like <laughs> when this happens. Like, you know Ryan Reynolds just in the back of his head. like, oh, that's awesome. She came down here. Maybe we can get back together. Fuck, I got to tell that whole story again. <laughs> that's also
0: <laughs> got to be so awkward. She runs down. She basically jumps his bones, and they start making oh, yeah. out. And The, the daughter's they right there. They walk up, and the daughter's there.
2: <laughs> daughter's right there.
0: She just learned about rehearsing.
2: sex. Yeah. yeah, about rehearsing.
0: Here, you sit in the living room while we go rehearse <laughs> in oh, God. the bedroom.
2: I'm going to go tell her the story, but... You know, I, I just want to tell her, so here you sit here and <laughs> here's some headphones. <laughs> She's surprisingly
0: cool with the daughter too. Um, like she was still into him despite having the daughter. That's a lot yeah, of people that's, wouldn't
2: Yeah. Be. That's it's a plus that is little fisher's okay with that. Good on her. She turned her life around. Well, you know, at some point you're you're a little too old to choose, maybe, right?
3: She was she You're was picking. still pretty enough. <laughs> yeah, her she she doesn't well, need to. Be. No,
2: this brings up a good question though. When you look like Ryan Reynolds, at what point is it you know like because that gives you a, that long leeway there, a lot of leeway. <laughs> so like, does a kid bring it down when you look like Ryan Reynolds? Like now, nah, nah, when put your up kid's with it. like adorable little Abigail Breslin, <laughs> which this is her second appearance on our podcast by the way, because she was in uh, New Year's Eve, her lowest rated movie to date. Oh, I doubt that. I, she's been in some weird horror movies that I bet have like a two on Rotten Tomatoes. Nope. You can check. Are you serious? New Year's Eve is her lowest rated movie? Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, she's got a lot of Rotten Tomatoes, but <laughs> that one's the worst. Yeah, She hasn't really done anything big recently. She's still yeah. pretty young. Final Girl sucked ass. <laughs> forgot about that one. It did. But, yeah, so it's it's really the movie just ends with them going back up to the apartment and where I assume he's gonna tell the story again. Yeah. So if you hit if you hit back like replay as soon as the movie ends, you're getting a second take at yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Replace talking Abigail to Breslin with Isla, Isla Fisher. Fisher. It's, it's, the, it's same, the same movie. Yeah. What if that was the sequel? That'd have been a funny like joke sequel. Definitely uh, maybe again. Definitely maybe again, but it's just Ryan Reynolds telling the same story to Isla Fisher. Or it's, it's
4: like, it's for sure this time, is what it's called. For sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely if, maybe. Or
2: maybe not, but no, for sure this time. Sure. <laughs> kind of would
0: be curious to see what he leaves out that time, or if he changes it at all.
2: Oh yeah, like I'm. Tr- I was trying to
4: think. Through the what story. would you leave out for Isla Fisher that you would include for your 11 year old, 12 year old daughter? Or maybe what? he adds
0: more stuff, more details. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he didn't. Yeah, I think we're all in on that. <laughs>
2: Kicks in some, you know, special details. Uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's the story. Um, Peter, this was your first time seeing this movie. Yes. <laughs> What's what is like having seen this, and I know you're not. A big rom-com guy. Yeah.
3: It's an understatement.
2: Yeah, it is an understatement. Where? How do you feel about this?
4: It's a frustrating movie. <laughs> like, no one talks and says what they actually feel when they're feeling it. There's a lot of regret and like, oh, I wish I could have done something different. And then this, this movie, the way it's structured anyways, it gives you no details about what's going or on in the peripheral of the setting. So, it just, like, gives you details. So, now we're doing this. And you're over here doing this thing now. Don't know how. Don't know why. Don't really care. That's just where you are, so I mean, whatever. Yeah. John,
2: I actually, John, to be honest, <laughs> I, I feel like you're <laughs> tough
3: back to follow.
2: Oh, well, it is, but I, I just mean in the sense of I feel like you are more open to romantic comedies. Like I feel like you enjoy them a little bit more. You're a little bit more of the romantic out of us. Well, they're akin um, to the coming
4: of age, right? Coming of age, and now we're coming into a relationship, comedically, right? <laughs>
3: Uh, sadly, I agree with both of your <laughs> <laughs> statements. Just, Nailed um, That pretty much sums it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really like this movie, actually. Um, I think it, it's funny because in college, I walked into my roommate watching it alone, um, <laughs> which I found funny. Uh, not Keaton, but Different other and Josh. <laughs> um, but uh, it, yeah, it's one of those movies you, as a guy, you know, who might not typically enjoy all rom-coms, I'm just saying guys in general, not yeah. just me. Um I think this is a unique one. It has kind of like the, the love mystery aspect. There's some funny lines. The writing is there's some some good quotes, I think, from it. Um all the the characters are pretty likable. And yeah, I agree with that. It's it's a fun movie. Yeah. I say it's worth your free time.
2: For sure. Peter does not think it's worth your free time. Not dude. Not dude. I I would say I I would definitely say it's worth your free time, if you know you really enjoy romantic comedies and if you're a little bit more on the fence of them because I don't like a lot of them. I would say there's a very few that I've truly enjoyed, and I think this one I enjoy from more of a casual perspective. Like I wouldn't say this is a great movie, but it's it's an interesting way of telling the story that. I liked, I think it's, it was kind of a creative thing that made it stand out from other rom-coms. It's unique, yeah. And then, I mean, who doesn't love Ryan Reynolds? Like, get lost in his eyes all day. Even though, I didn't talk about this, but his hair looks weird in this movie. They change it a couple times
4: to pretend that time right, has Right, like passed. reshoots
2: yeah. and like <laughs> things like that. But it's like, young Ryan Reynolds character, it seems like they dyed it, and it doesn't work. Like, it was like too
3: Dark or something? I don't know. They should have just thrown a ball cap on him, the agent <laughs> <in> a bit. <laughs> That'd so,
4: been funny. So, if this movie was a one night stand, would you make it breakfast in the morning?
2: Probably, because I'm a respectful guy.
3: Anything <laughs> it asks for.
2: Okay, so but yeah, uh, I would. I would say this is a uh, this is up there in terms of rom coms for me, but it's not like this, you know, home run movie.
4: It's no silver linings playbook.
2: I, that's not a romantic comedy, though. <laughs>
4: it's a dysfunctional romantic comedy. <laughs> more true to life
2: keaton this this was your selection so i imagine it's a movie that you enjoy is how many times do you think you've seen this
0: i've probably seen it three times i i i maybe i'm misspeaking here but i believe i probably watch the most romantic comedies out of the people at this table wow, wow.
2: uh i i hope so no I, challenge if here. i found out I, I it was me. It would just be make me sad. <laughs> but
0: you uh, watch a lot of movies. So I just watch a lot of movies in general. Have.
2: So, but do you watch rom coms? I don't, you don't. They just they all blend together after a Not while. Nothing is going to. <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. There used to be a, a while at the Burris household where that's what my mom wanted for different holidays was like me to take her to m- the movie she wanted to see. Unfortunately, a lot of those are those like really bad rom coms. But you just have to smile and put up with it because it's Mother's Day. And if you want to know how I feel about Mother's Day, it's the, the movie Mother's or the day that
3: you're saying? Yeah, go back <laughs> to
2: that episode. But, but yeah. So, wait, Keaton,
4: where
0: does uh, this line up? Yeah. This is, this is a high end one for me. I, seeing a lot of romantic comedies, a lot of them are a lot more cheesy. And this one definitely had some cheesy moments, um, but it's definitely a little bit more interesting, especially from a guy's perspective. Yeah. Just your your traditional rom-com like how to lose a guy in 10 days oh, gosh. Um, along those lines have a lot more cheesy forced interactions I don't I don't feel like a lot of the interactions were cheesy in this one I could see how it works um, but again it, it's still a romantic comedy and there's a there's a difference I guess too between a ROM and then the rom-com this one I, I feel like was about in the middle I don't think it was as yeah, it was it was pretty evenly
2: it was pretty evenly balanced. I yeah, I agree with that.
0: But the reason I chose this one, this was my favorite romantic comedy, if you will.
2: No, that's a good. And we needed to do at least one romantic comedy. You know,
0: the female listeners out yeah, there, yeah, all them, all them female yeah. listeners out there,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- really. t- Tune
3: in every week to see if Mark's still sings. <laughs>
2: John, I got news for you. I am. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think we know that
2: <laughs> from earlier. <laughs> I just wanted to get it, make it clear. You knew
4: we were going to keep talking about this. <laughs> it's a thing you want to like, advertise.
0: This movie definitely had some great energy about it. <laughs> great, just great energy. That was the one weird thing he pointed out. Sorry if I'm making this go oh, over no, time. No. But the inter- like when she says he's, he's talking about New York to Elizabeth Banks. And he oh, says yeah, the energy, energy in New York is just great. And that's when she knew that he, was he never needed gonna to move. cut him loose.
4: When she needed to sleep with his, that's friend. when I, <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> Chuck, such um, a Charlie, such um, a Chad.
2: Uh, any other final final takes? Going once, going twice. None. Yeah, sold. then. sold. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's gonna wrap it up for us. That was that was definitely maybe. Um, you know, we say it every week, but uh, please rate and subscribe, and uh, let us know what you think in the comments of. Wherever you're listening to this too, you know you can find us on iTunes. We are on Spotify now, which is fun. So if you prefer to listen to Spotify over whatever podcast device you're using, go for it. Um, you know, again though, please subscribe and let us know what you think. You can reach us at Gmail at tmftpodcast at gmail.com and on Twitter at tmftpodcast. Uh, John, you have any?
3: yeah maybe give us a suggestion on our next guest oh, yeah. whoever gave us a suggestion of keaton that was a big <laughs> hit
2: <laughs> thanks for having <laughs> me
0: guys it was more fun than i thought it would be
2: yeah yeah i mean i had fun i had fun having you on you guys took that
3: as a compliment
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> i have fun every week oh man
2: okay well yeah that Play us was off. The, that was the too much free time podcast uh, i was i'm mark burris with be always john gerler peter blanket chip yeah. thank you our guest keaton rye and uh, we'll see you next week